So it's like it's like the Leonardo da Vinci Vitruvian Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's instead of the Vitruvian Man, it's Spider Man. And Spider Man is a pretty um, lean individual. Yeah, and so he kind of has a similar physique. Yeah. Right. So, uh, it was my brother's shirt. I started going to uh, college, so I needed more like shirts to wear. Because I've been sense. working at Smart and Final for three years before that. So and all really you had care. were Smart and Final shirts? Yeah, so I didn't really have a bunch of clothes for school yet. Right? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll just grab my brother's Spider-Man shirt. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It fit me pretty good. So I go... <laughs> well, you like tight shirts, and your brother is a little thinner than you in yeah. the build. So it kind of fit him the kind of way this Batman shirt fits you. Yeah. But it fit me like pretty nice and tightly. Yeah, you introduced me to the world of tight-fitting shirts. So it's a, it's a pretty cool shirt, you know. So I go to, so I have an art class, right? I got yeah. an art class. It's a drawing class, and we're drawing. And there happens to be a guy <laughs> that's like sitting next to me drawing. Yeah. And he's like kind of looking over at me every once in a while, draws. You know, I, I feel like he wants to tell me something. Yeah, you get that course. feeling. He's like, he's trying to maybe get your attention by yeah. looking at you. Yeah, but he's like kind of hesitant, and then all of a sudden he just come out of nowhere. He finally gets the courage to ask me something. I was like, "It's like so, hey, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get that from?" I was like, "I don't know. I just I stole it from my brother. Like I any... got it from my brother." And he's like, "He's like, yeah, I used to have a shirt like that." Uh, oh, guys, he. What the... <laughs> and I was like, "What?" It's like, were you at that orgy in in La Crescenta? That uh... he was like, "Yeah, I used to." So I was, I used to be homeless, and. <laughs> Uh, there's this like group place that I stayed for a little bit and I brought that shirt there and um, I wore it and then like I lost it. Is is he trying, was he trying to get his shirt back from and you? And he's like, I think someone stole my shirt from me. Oh my gosh. Place. And I was like, what? And then my brother was actually kind of the same kind of homeless this guy was. Yeah. For a little bit too. And so. Probably th- around the same time. <laughs> so this guy might, your brother might have so actually I, stolen a shirt. <laughs> So then I went and confront my brother about it, because <laughs> this guy seems like, you know, really like adamant that it was his shirt. Yeah. So I was like, hey, like, you know, Tony, did you, where'd you get the shirt from? I was like, I, I got it from like Hot Topic. I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds like him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, there's this guy saying that like, you know, he had a shirt like this and that like at some homeless shelter or something like that, <laughs> someone stole it. He's like. He's like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's just trying to steal your shirt, man. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe some guy's just trying to steal your shirt at school, man. Fuck that shit. Yeah, that, that sounds like he really want, he misses that shirt and he can't find it. And this is a little <laughs> bit before Amazon really took so off. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure if my brother actually stole the shirt <laughs> or if this guy was trying to. Like... Both are equally likely. And yeah. that's the kind of story you can get here at the Transmit Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. And we have some hot shirt takes now. Yeah, your Batman shirt reminded me of. The Spider-Man shirt yeah, that I have. Uh, I also have no idea where I got this shirt from. Yeah, that's... You... Did you... Where did you get that from? Okay, I got it from did a homeless shelter. Did you steal I stole it from a homeless small shelter. small period of time when you were homeless? When I was homeless, yes. I, I went there for the shirts. <laughs> yeah. What was that movie with uh, Jason Statham where he was a homeless guy? I don't remember. Actually, there are two. One where he's a homeless guy in England and one where he's a homeless guy in America. Ah, shit. Okay, never mind. I know he was in that one with uh, that fat comedian chick. Oh, you know, that was a spy movie. And What's her name? Carter? Uh, Re- Rebel Wilson? No, no, no. Uh, oh, no, no. The, yeah, the... Uh, she's really... She's funny. Okay. Yeah. I don't mean to call her. What do I say? She is fat. No, she's fat. Uh, funny. Uh, McCarthy. Oh, McCarthy. Yeah, she's... Yeah, she, Jenny she McCarthy. Was hot. She was hot for like 
a couple of years there. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she was she was hot there for a couple of years. She was in like all the the comedies. Jason Statham was the hot guy in that. He movie. was. <laughs> you saw a penis. It could or could not have been his penis. There's there's that possibility. Uh, also, you now have a cat. Yeah. Um, we you, just got back from Chili's, you and I. Yes, we did. This is the low rent stuff we do. Um, <laughs> we came back and we heard a meowing, and uh, this thing was up in the tree in your front yard. Yeah. And she decided that we now have a cat, at least for tonight. Samantha went and grabbed it. And you hate cats, right? Well, I think they're all right. I think I remember you calling them tiny little assholes. But I prefer not to have the responsibility of cats. And they make me itchy. Yeah, that's called allergies. Sneezy. You can just say I'm allergic to cats. I might be kind of allergic to cats. If they make you itchy and sneezy, you are definitely allergic to cats. Yeah. I think it's under the table right now. Uh, let me hang on. No. Oh. It's somewhere. Oh, no, there it is. It, it was. And it's a... To- she's a, I think it's a she. She's a talker. Yeah, she's meowing a lot. Like a lot. Oh, she's so cute, though. I like her. I mean, if I if I lived at a place I could have a pet, I'd, I'd take this cat. Until it peed on all my stuff and I had to get rid of it. Pick her up and put her on, like, the... Uh... Wait, you want to put on the mic? No. Put her on the podcast. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Up we go. Okay, she's not talking. She's sniffing the mic. Purring, though. Oh, yeah. Do you hear that, everyone? You feel that? Can you, can you hear the, the purring cat? I can hear it in my headphones. Okay, good. Then we uh, have... Okay. <laughs> this, this, is, this is a Transmit Podcast world first cat purring. What time. are we going to name her? Uh, ooh, she, she, uh, she's gray and kind of tiny, so maybe, like, I don't know, charcoal? Charcoal. Uh, coal? Uh, oh, coal. Call her coal, yeah. Or what's the name of the chick from Dirty Dancing? Uh, Nomi Malone. No, that's... Uh, Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray, not Sasha Gray. How do I know that? I don't know anything except like the the name of the character from dirty dancing it the, not not the actress's <laughs> name the character name <laughs> i know and there's lots of more important things that you should have i should really too. know like hey you ask- know how we're getting stumped by all the stuff that we really want to talk about <laughs> for some reason in dirty dancing you're like oh naomi whatever know me malone it's not naomi it's know me i'm alone know me i'm alone like it's know me malone know me i'm know alone me malone. wait it, i thought her name was baby Wait, is it dirty? Oh, dirty! No, that's a different one. Are you thinking of uh, showgirls? I'm thinking showgirls. Showgirls. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I got the wrong movie. See, I don't even know. I, I don't even know what I know anymore. That was uh, a very low stakes thing there. I don't think anyone's know. Yeah. Well, thank God I'm not playing Jeopardy. Uh, so, uh, we wanted to talk about um, the next Mandalorian that came out. Okay. What was that one? That was the one where he. We we were talking about this earlier. How do you oh. not remember? Well, did we already talk about the one with the. The third episode, uh, third the episode, rocket, the rocket packs and stuff. When I seen uh, we did not talk about. Okay, let's talk about the. Let's talk about both of them then. Uh, the second one, or no, the third one. Um, he drops off the the baby Yoda, right? Yeah, that's the end of the second one, right? And yeah, in the beginning of the third one, he drops off the baby Yoda, and the baby Yoda looks at him like all kind of like pissed off. Yeah, well, I thought it was more hurt because really pissed off would be like oh, yeah, more, I, guess. I think it's 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 more heart wrenching if if there's if it's sad yeah. and that nerdy imperial guy is like walking off like oh it's alive and it's like really fawning not really fawning but scientifically like interested in this little green um muppet yeah and when he was in his floating stroller the stormtrooper grabs it 
It's like, like, whoa, hey. I got... Just chill chill out. You can can tell he's coming back. And the Mandalorian's like, hey, take it easy. And he's like, you take it easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... like, yeah, those Imperials, you, they're not meant for you to feel any sympathy when he murders all of them. Which, <laughs> yeah. spoiler alert, he murders the shit out of all of them. Yeah. Um, John wicks them all, kind of. Oh, yeah. He, so he goes, um, yeah, he gets the bucket of, of steel, yeah. of Mandalorian steel, which uh, really ingratiates him with his clan. And he, he, this is where you think, like, oh, shit, he's, he went full-on villain there. Because mm-hmm. he, he's walking back with his bucket of, of steel. Yeah, and he just traded a child. Child for, for some billets of nice steel. Yeah. Apparently, it's really good because, uh, was it Billy T? Uh, what, what's what's his... Um, Billy D. Williams? Billy no. D. Williams. No, uh, you're thinking Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, yeah. He pulls out like two two slips of it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm rich. Apparently, that's enough to make him rich. <laughs> so this is high-end steel. And uh, Wait, let me turn this down. There we go. Yeah, this has a good pickup. Like It's not like the other microphones. Um, yeah. So apparently, that's like, what... If if that makes you rich, what's the equivalent in like bills? If you were rich, it's like it's like two million dollar bills. Oh, is it? Uh, be that? Well, what makes you rich? Is it like a hundred thousand dollars? Is that rich or just well off? Uh, yeah, it's comfortable. Know. Yeah, like Sam said, it's comfortable. I'd say. Well, it's how much is he? How much is he normally making? I, listen, you know, listen it's kind of hard to to quantify, seeing that they've. Like he tried to pay him in uh, imperial credits; those are worthless. We're not a hundred percent on what. I think the money I'm making money. now, if someone gave me like a hundred thousand dollars yeah. off of one deal, yeah, like if he just give me a hundred thousand dollar bill or whatever, mm-hmm. a suitcase full of, I think I might say I'm rich. Like it was like, oh shit, I'm rich now. Yeah, if it's off one deal, okay. So yeah. I don't know. I uh, I'd say you know, I, you know what five hundred thousand, I'd feel rich. There we go. Five hundred. Let's let's say that's worth. Um, let's say he's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. In this economy today. Oh, so he's already. So let, Carl Weathers is already a millionaire. Let's say he's yeah. Let's okay. say he's rich. Yeah. And we'll just we'll leave it at that. And it, that comes back around later because he pulls it out of his breast pocket. Uh huh. And uh, you if you can't see that cliche coming, you you have no business watching movies or anything. <laughs> so basically, he uh he takes another job because uh even though like. He like he gave like those fobs to everyone to try and get this baby. Oh, that's a lot of fucking. Fobs. I gave them to everybody. It's like there's a bar full of like criminals, basically. Yeah, the company that makes those fobs is uh, they sold a lot of fobs. They made a lot of money off of. Yeah, this. They're, they're the real like bandits in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like in the old west when uh, when you if people went there to like get gold or like find their fortune, mm-hmm. but the bars, the saloons, are the ones that made the real money. Yeah. So that's that's the deal. Like the fob makers, are the ones who are like rolling in money. Yeah, and they're like, oh, and people want to find. Bounty hunting is big in this area, oh, so yeah, if we huge. make these fobs... And also, they're one, apparently one-time use. Are they, yeah. Because this, they don't say, like, oh, you can reset it. It's just like, nope, new one. <laughs> so That's it's not really it's not like an iPod, business. or yeah, it's not like an iPod or a GPS where you can just yeah, put it in my device. Yeah, and how does it know where Baby Yoda is? I have no fucking clue. It's the science. Does he have, like, a... He has well, a chip inside of him. Well, how did how did it follow the blue guy? It's just, it's just science. Yeah, I guess so. I have no idea, but it does. It does what it needs to do to move the plot along. <laughs> it's it's a kind of a MacGuffin, I'd say. Okay, so where are we at now? He gives him the the he gives him a Beskal. Was it it's called Beskal steel or something? Or? Yeah, Beskar. Well, he, he already has the Beskar steel. So he yeah. and he gets that melted down. He gets new armor. Yeah, and he walks. So in. he's wearing millions of dollars on his. He's seriously. Yeah, he's, out. he is. He is decked out. And none of that armor is like on his back, apparently. So if somebody shoots him in the back, he's just as dead. Yeah. 
you'd think he'd have a, like soldiers today have plate carriers on the fronts and the back. Uh-huh. He has like shoulder shit and like thigh shit, but not nothing protecting his vital organs on the backside. Yeah. Apparently, it's in the Mandalorian religion just to always face your enemy. <laughs> Never run away. Never. <laughs> Like what? What if I get shot in the back? Why is your back to an enemy? Yeah, I never noticed that. But, but yeah. So he 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 comes in basically wearing a suit made of money. Yeah. And he's he's like Carl, whatever his name is, is um telling him, no, take some time off. He's like, nope, I need to make more money. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I realize, okay, he's gonna turn around now. Like he's gonna get to the point where if he lifts off, he's an asshole. If he shuts it down, he's redeemable. Yeah. And he shuts it down and and goes back. Uh, to go, John Wick the Empire. Yeah, he yeah he John Wicks the whole thing. He goes in there, blows a hole in the wall, and just like blasts his way through everyone. It, it's it's more of a Star Warsy fight because it's like more old Western where yeah. he's like firing from the hip. Oh, is he firing from the hip now? Oh, he so. does a lot of fi- hip firing. Like that's his whole. I thing. remember I, I saw that a lot in the first episode. Oh yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't fire like looking down like John Wick. <laughs> he'd have like that weird like angled like close to his chest grip. Yeah, that's. And then you bring it up for the shooting. Yeah, it looks really realistic, actually. It looks really... John Wick, it looks like... Oh, yeah, they went full-on tactical. He went to, like, a training course and got some really good tactical training. I feel like one of these days, someone is going to try to break into Keanu Reeves' home, and... um, Oh, they're going to (laughs) die. Yeah, he's going to be... All of that training will kick in, and he's going to shoot He he does train martial arts. Like, he does, like, jujitsu and stand-up and stuff. Yeah. So he knows what... he, He could probably punch it, and he's got a reach advantage on most people. He's a tall dude. I don't think he'll... I think he's so nice, though, he won't kill the burglar. Oh, yeah, he'll, he like, won't kill him. He'll he's... injure him and, like, shoot his legs or shoot his <laughs> kneecaps out. And then he'll call the cops, and then as he's waiting for the cops to come, Keanu Reeves will be like, so, what in your life Yeah, he's going to sit down. It's going to be like Dog the Bounty Hunter. He'll, like, get him a snack or a smoke. Let's, let's talk for a minute, man. Whoa. I know life takes some weird turns, and you really got to roll with those, man. Don't don't give in to your baser instincts. Yeah. And the guy's sitting there like, look, I, I just want meth money, man. This is not doing it. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Anyway. How tall is Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves is six feet, one inch tall. Six one. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's a decent tall. Listen, like, if, you're, if your average height... Wait, wait, hang on. What's the average height of a man in America? Probably 5'10". Here's what I found. Oh, see... 5'8", 5'10". Let me see here. It, it didn't. It no. It can read off what Keanu Reeves' height is, but it won't give me the average height. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is six feet. Okay, five yeah. feet nine inches tall is the average. I was close. I said between five eight and yeah. five ten. So yeah, basically. Oh hey, I actually no. I'm I'm a little short. I'm five six. Shit. Yeah, we're both below the average height. God damn it. So. Uh, anyway, so basically, <laughs> so yeah, if you if you roll up into Keanu Reeves' house, he's gonna have a reach advantage, a height advantage. I mean, and he has training. Yeah, he's he's a big, uh, strapping lad. Yeah, and he probably has private security that'll do his work for him. Yeah, and I'm sure he's got, like, cameras and sensors and stuff. Oh, yeah, no, he's he's probably got a guy, like, there 24-7. Yeah. Who, who has a key to the place, and if there's a law, if somebody breaks in, he just, like, <clears throat> shoots him for him. But I still think, if, he, if this guy gets through all of that, the last line of defense is... Keanu Reeves hands. Keanu Reeves, <laughs> And I think he'll, I think he'll, I think he has a gun and I think he'll hold it like Oh yeah, that. he'll do that holdy thing. Yeah, he'll like bring it up. Oh, the flashlight. And he'll stuff. clear, he'll clear the room. He'll, he'll do that thing where he always does it, where he shoots him twice in the chest, once in the head. <laughs> yeah. He always make, even if he has to reload, he, he gets that headshot. Okay, so basically, like the Mandalorian. That's, this is what 
the Mandalorian does, yeah, so, basically. So if you haven't seen this picture, yeah, picture Keanu Reeves in the first John Wick, except in a Star Wars <laughs> style, like a Moss Eisley style like building. He rips off that, that, that we, now we know that door thing, that do, door orb from a, from a Jedi. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just a common like ring doorbell thing there. Yeah, I guess everybody has one of those. It just pops out, and it's like, it's AI. I don't know. It has its own and, language. Yeah, it has its own language. I guess they couldn't afford the English version or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's called BASIC in, in Star Wars land. That's what English is called, BASIC? They call it BASIC, yeah. Oh, that's, that's what everyone's it. speaking, when, when you can understand them. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Well, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit of world building. Um, so basically, yeah, it doesn't understand BASIC. He rips that shit out and blows a hole in the back wall and shoots his way through everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically... He uses that, uh, what singing what bird? The singing bird, yeah, whistling bird, or whistling something. something like that. But yeah, he um, he basically like he, since he took down a mudhorn, like his armorer is sitting there like, oh, this that that could be your signet. Mm-hmm. So apparently we're gonna learn more about that. Apparently he needs a signet to get more status, something. Uh, but he's like, no, no, my enemy helped me. And the chick who's like, who um, is the armorer is like, why did your enemy help you? It's like I didn't know. It was a baby. He didn't know it was my enemy. <laughs> it was Yoda when he lifted the the yeah. mudhorn. So basically, he uses that pretty much day like day one of having it. Like, and the armor is sitting there, like, don't waste it. It's this is expensive shit. Yeah. But he, he uses it immediately, and it looks cool. It's like a little mini missile thing. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Oh, it's like what Iron Man uses uh, when he shoots like eight guys with missiles. Yeah, Mandalorian's got a lot of gadgets. He's got a flamethrower, a gun, wrist, wrist laser, or wrist uh, missile launcher, disintegrating, disintegrating rifle, rifle which is bitching. <laughs> what if he shot that at like the Mudhorn? Would uh, the whole thing just disintegrate, or that's would it true? Because uh, okay, we're gonna talk about this later, but the uh, the in the in the next episode, yeah, he shoots like full grown adults, and they vaporize except for their clothes, and he, it also has the same effect on Jawas. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it would def- like disintegrate its head. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like up to the shoulders, at least. Like how much does it disintegrate? So like you have to buy you have to buy nicer bullets to disintegrate a mudhorn. And that's a pretty cool weapon because it doesn't really matter where you hit them. Yeah, it's just, it's like the phasers in Star Trek, where it's like. Usually, in every Star Trek iteration, except for one episode in Deep Space Nine, it always got a clean vaporization. Yeah. Except for one where it kind of went to the carpet a little bit. Yeah. They never addressed that except for that one. You guys remember Vader's line from episode five where he tells... No disintegration. Yeah, exactly. That's where the whole thing came from. It's like... Oh, yeah. The entire gun is just like a play on like one throwaway line. Yeah, and also that gun itself was (laughs) visually the first in um, Boba Fett's uh, holiday special cartoon thing. Oh. So yeah, that's yeah. I've been doing some dives into this. I know that the Boba Fett action figure was really popular. Yeah, so okay. basically, yeah, basically, uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he gets the baby and he he almost shoots that scientist guy, mm-hmm. and he's like, he can kind of tell the difference between an asshole and like just some Imperials because he said, no, the baby's alive because of me, and he's <laughs> like going full on like coward, like he's in almost in the fetal position on the ground. Yeah, it's like just don't shoot me. I'm so sorry. And I think. <laughs> I'm not sure I don't remember much of this from Star Wars, but I think this is the first time I've seen a guy with glasses in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't think... You know, they, they sometimes have, like, weird visor bullshit on their yeah. face, but no one just has spectacles. Like, there's no lens cla- crafters <laughs> in that galaxy. Except, I was like, oh, well, this guy's got, like, glasses. And- wait, wait, where did he get glasses from? Like, maybe that's a status <laughs> symbol for him. It's like, he, he knows how to make glasses. Yeah. It would have been cool if Han Solo had, like, sunglasses. Oh, that would have been... That well, would that, now that would go full-on 80s, then. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he gets out of there, right? Yeah, he does. And, and then... Then he has to deal with his co-workers. The fob goes off, and then all the, uh... 
all the, the all the bounty hunters are after him now. Yeah. And the child, which is Baby Yoda, which the internet right. calls Baby Yoda. It's the only thing you can call him right now. Yeah. But yeah, I really like that because he's like, it's just that, like you know he's gonna have to kill all these people. They're not gonna back down. They're all scumbags. Yeah. And so he yeah he does this sweet move where he dives into the cart and just starts smoking dudes from there. Yeah, oh yeah, he has to, he has to threaten. He has, he has to threaten the droid with a gun. I know the droid's like not gonna drive, but apparently this droid has got. Uh, I think they all it? they all have like self preservation. Self preservation. Like, yeah. Why do you program like your robots <laughs> with the ability to feel fear? It's like the <laughs> I know. like the worst. <laughs> I know. It'd be like, it'd be like. Uh, normally, it would be like, you know, program it to only listen to to, to one guy. One guy. And then he holds the gun on it. It's, it's like, like, oh, you you got it, sir. It's like programming a it's like programming a robot arm at a Ford factory to feel like existential angst. It's like you're trying to like hack into someone's laptop, and then you like say, "I'm going to destroy you, laptop, if you don't let me in." Pull out a gun, point at somebody's iPod. It's like, give me access to his iTunes account, motherfucker. <laughs> you got it. Uh, but it's, it's it's good chemistry. So then they they smoke the droid themselves, and it's looking bad for him because he start he does I think he does some vaporizations and he's shooting from there. Then they do the deuce, the DSX ma- ma- the machina. Deus ex machina, Deus ex machina, the Deuce X, <laughs> the Deus ex ma- Deus machina, ex. Deus ex machina. Just say that. Deus ex machina. Just say ex machina. How do you? How do you say? Deus ex machina. Deus ex Deus ex machina. It's just the god machine. It, yeah. Just say ex machina. The ex machina out of it. All his uh, Mandalorian brothers yeah. show up. And, yeah. So, and there was some contention earlier, like uh, when one of the big guy, I think um, Sam said that he was played by John Favreau, mm-hmm. was giving him shit for working with Imperials. It's like this guy's a fucking coward. Yeah. And John, the arm. Yeah. John Favreau's big. What when you put him in armor and prob- dude. When you put him in armor and probably like put some shoulder pads on yeah. him, you can make a lot of people look big yeah. and intimidating. But yeah, it's like. Uh, the armorer says, listen, we all follow the way here. Like, how can you be a coward? And she really, she knows how to defuse situations with this warrior breed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they all show up, basically, to come to his rescue. And you think they're going to be angry, but they're like, no, this is just the way it goes. <laughs> I know. Normally, it'd be like, listen, you owe us for this. Now we have to relocate. And they're all like, no, we have to move. But, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he runs off. And, like, uh, um, Carl, what's his face? He, he, he does the smart move and waits for him in the, the Mandalorian ship. Uh-huh. And he's gonna jump him there. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised that none of the other bounty hunters had that thought. Had that thought because the ship per- wasn't very far from them. Yeah, like, they, anyone could have just left in the the firefight. Yeah, they should have just waited at the ship. Yeah, they're like he's trying to get there, right? Yeah. Like, why don't we just go to his ship and block him? Yeah, there's like the three. Pass. Let's have a couple of guys waiting in the cockpit. Yeah. Have a couple of guys waiting in the uh, in in the cargo bay, and when he walks up, we just shoot him immediately. <laughs> yeah, I know. And this but, cat uh, wants attention. Uh, so, that didn't happen. Yeah, so Carl sit- Weathers was the only one that was smart enough. Oh, he is a but he, the Mandalorian does a sweet move with his grappling. Oh, he has a grappling hook. We forgot about that. Did he always have that grappling? Yeah, hook he had it in the, the first, first episode. Remember? Okay. He, so that's the weapon that he cut. One of the weapons that you get when you start the game. I guess that's a base. Yeah, it's a base level weapon. It's a base level weapon. <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he's sitting there. He's got him. Got the gun point at him. Uh-huh. I don't know where he's gonna shoot him. Honestly, he's got that blazer resistant armor. No, no. This dog's this cat's chewing on my on my headphone cord. Well, he had it pointed at something that would in the ship that would deflect it and hit him in the back. What? So, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So he had it. He had it pointed at his his Mandalorian some, steel toilet seat. Yeah, he did some geometry in his head. Oh, nice. So basically, yeah, he's, he's sitting there, and the Mandalorian uses that grappling hook to to kick off the uh, carbon freezer. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, obscures his view, and then he just shoots him right in the chest. And I kind of saw this coming when they when they showed him again. Like he got shot in the Mandalorian steel that he kept in his pocket. Saved by the Mandalorian steel. It's another Western trope, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, I had my pocket watch that took the bullet for me. Don't you chew on that. She bit my hand because it probably still smells like hamburger. If that cat starts chewing on my cord again, I swear to Christ. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was pretty. That was, that was very Western, because except for the end where he's like, like uh, shipping off, and uh, John Favreau's character comes flies next to him. Like that, that jetpack can fly fast as shit. I know. It's like keeping up with with his spaceship. So when's he gonna level up and get his? I don't know. I think it's gonna be another jetpack. few episodes. He's yeah. gonna have to like do another job for like the. Uh, his, uh, his, his, uh, what's his, uh, his tribe. I think by the end of the season. He'll have it? He'll, uh, he'll be the, the most powerful Mandalorian. Oh, he'll have leveled up. Yeah. He'll have put enough points into, like, charisma. He'll have better armor. He'll have a new weapon. Ooh. Uh, he'll have a jetpack that flies faster than their jetpacks. That's my theory. Oh, yeah, and in the end, like, that was the cute thing at the <laughs> beginning of the episode. He, um... He was like keep keeping the ball from the little joystick on his uh, console away from him. Yeah, and then he like uh, he finally gets it, unscrews it. Yeah, and then and then like at the middle of the episode, he sees like the the stick missing it when he's about to fly off to do more bounty hunting, and he's like looking there like oh the ball, and that's when he decides to turn around. <laughs> it's like super cheesy, but I loved it. And then he at the very end, he's like giving him giving him the ball, and they gave him a reason for that because he was a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he had a ball. He... Well, well, I'm pretty sure the Mandalorian was a kid when, like, you know, yeah. his life went all crazy. He was a foundling, yeah. A foundling, yeah. So, yeah, so he has, he has he a lot of sympathy. Sympathy for Baby Yoda. Okay, so let's, that brings us to the second episode, which I, I thought was better. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up at some backwater planet to, like, lay low. He's basically telling Yoda Baby, listen, this is where we're going to lay low. No one's here. No infrastructure. It's going to be awesome. And before that, they, so before or after that, they showed, like, the village get raided. It was before, like that was the opening scene. It was the oh yeah, they're all just people hanging out, shrimp farming. Yeah, it's it's so idyllic. You know something's gonna go wrong. There's no way that this just like we flash away from that and there's not like terror. And they had like a droid, like a weird droid kind of thing, like a, like a big yeah, with like grasshopper, like a crane, yeah, yeah, walkie leg. It's for carrying shrimp around. You don't need a really powerful droid for that. Yeah. And uh, it's super idyllic. Mm-hmm. And then basically the space orukai show up. One of them has like a, it's like one of those lever action shotguns that you can spin, but he never spins it. Hmm. If you take a look at it, it's got like that big round um, uh, trigger guard. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And I knew there was going to be like uh, a mech of some sort Mm -hmm. because you can hear it and they just don't show it. Yeah. And so basically uh, the Mandalorian lands and finds the nearest, the closest thing to a cantina. Mm -hmm. And this is the other thing um, Anthony was talking about where uh, he shows up and it's a Western trope where there's another badass in town. Oh. And he has to move on for some reason. Like, like this yeah, spot's taken. This whole entire planet is mine. It's like, really? I mean, it, we both want to lay low. Why don't we just both not do anything? Like, nope. I'm hot and you have to leave. Now, who's the chick who plays her? She's a former MMA. She was the... Uh, Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano. She's, uh, yeah, she was the muscle in, um, in uh, Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. And she, she, she can fight. And, he, and it... it it kind of uh, conveys in this in this scene that comes up after that. Apparently, a baby food in a in the Mandalorian universe is bone broth. Hmm. Bone broth. Yeah. I always wanted to do that thing because he um he does a quick uh, like inventory of the area, asks the bartender some stuff, keeps tossing him money, 
I don't think that would ever work for me, where I could toss someone a 50 and be like, tell me about this place. They'd be like, I'll take this and fuck you. <laughs> we don't live in that society. Because yeah. later on, he, he tosses the woman some more money and says, keep an eye on the kid. Like, yes, sir. But she fails at that. She really does. <laughs> but, uh, but if I did that to anyone nowadays, they'd get sued. I can't, I can't like, leave a kid at a Starbucks and toss some money at the barista. It's like, keep <laughs> an eye on the kid. <laughs> CPA would be there immediately. <laughs> yeah. Child endangerment. Yeah, basically. But yeah, he's, um, she disappears mysteriously. And so he's going to follow her. He uses like his um, foot tracking technology mm-hmm. and follows her around. And she like did the thing where she jumps up. I knew immediately once the foot feet end or the mm-hmm. foot tracks end, I was like, oh, she's, she's going to drop down. She's going to drop down. And if she does that sweet swinging kick move you see mm-hmm. in like prison movies, you know, they like, they always have that bar mm-hmm. that's never used for hanging themselves. It's always used for like swinging down and double kicking somebody in the chest. It's like a pull-up bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in Con Air, there's that bar in his cell (laughs) that they would never have in a prison where you could hang yourself or hang somebody else. Yeah. That's called the design flaw. But, yeah, what was it doing in that village? I don't know. It was just to the side of like a dome building of some sort or a a dome thatch hut. Yeah. But she she hits him so hard that his feet come off the ground, his head (laughs) hits hits the ground. And they yeah, both they, they both go at each other. It's a really good fight scene. Um, you should watch it. Uh, listeners, not you. You've already seen it, Victor. Yeah. And I'll so watch they, it again just, if you, just, want, if you yeah. want me to, just to study. Actually, I'd prefer if you watch Hell of a Boss with me. Oh, good film. Okay, maybe. Okay. It's a, also watch Hell of a Boss and Has Been Hotel. Um, Hell of a Boss. Hell of a. Okay. Okay. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. So they're, they're, they basically both that's end when, up at the... Yeah, that's when Baby Yoda comes. Yeah, like, they both end up on the ground point and blasters and you hear a slurp. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck is... Oh, it's Baby Yoda! It's like just sitting there drinking his bone broth, watching them is the most adorable thing. I hope that uh, Mandalorian goes and gets his... Um, I'm calling him Mandalorian. Oh, that's the only thing you call him. The Mandalorian. I hope or he Mando. Goes, I hope he goes back and gets the money that he paid her to watch him. Seriously, he needs a refund for that shit. Or maybe... Well, we've already there's seen Probably it. enough refunds in this universe. No, there's no fucking refunds. Like, I, I said I'd watch him. I didn't say I'd do a good job watching him. <laughs> He was very convincing. He was like, no, I got to leave. Yeah, no, I, I can't. Yeah, listen, the, there's a there's a former you know, like rebel shock troop here who has the upper body strength of f- five adult men. Yeah. But I, I really like that because, you know, they have a little talk. It's like, yeah, I didn't like where the where the uh, the new republic was going. So I, I peaced out. <laughs> I thought she was talking about the Empire, but she worked for the... She, yeah, she was a rebel. She was a rebel. Well, that's, that's common in a lot of the... In a lot of the canon now, where it's like this transitional time is really, it's it like the Re- the rebel had, rebel alliance had a lot of uh like gung ho go off do your own thing sort of stuff, and as they become the new republic, a lot of people like who were basically criminals with a cause didn't like the new like restrictions. Mm-hmm. If if uh, the empire had you know not fallen. Mm-hmm. Do you think that village would have been safer from these like bandits coming? Do you think they would have brought law and order into this planet? Well, that depends on how they got that ATST. Yeah. Because if if they just stole it from like a garrison that pieced out, mm-hmm. then yes. So I have no idea. They never covered that. Because you know we think the the empire is the bad guy. You know. But they did enforce stability in a lot of planets. They did, didn't, did they? That's another thing they they cover in like the book I'm listening to right now. It's <laughs> like criminal elements are moving in everywhere. Yeah. So basically, yeah, um, he's about to leave, actually. Like, he has a talk about, like, with this chick, and she's got, like, this real, like, pretty person, but I'm still haggard mm-hmm. thing going on. And, um, what do you say? 
Okay. And uh, and then some villagers from that village that got raided at the beginning of the episode show up. It's like, hey, um, listen, he's gonna take us all day to get back. He, he's telling him no. Oh, it's like those two guys that come up and they're yeah, like, yeah, we have hey. money. It's like, it's not enough. I thought it was interesting where they're like, are you Mandalorian or are you just wearing Mandalorian armor? That was kind yeah. of interesting. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. That? I think so. People are like. So maybe they're kind of referencing Boba Fett there because he was. They might be, or also they might just be in a world where they know, like we, someone could make a replica of Mandalorian armor. Yeah, they'd want to know. But at least in a fourth wall break. It yeah, was it's a bit of a fourth. Yeah, a bit of a reference. And uh, basically, what what gets him to do the uh, the job is that apparently he never thought to just fly somewhere else on the planet. It's like it's in the middle of nowhere, you say, and there's lodgings. All right, I'll. I'll go. What I what I don't understand though is like he was already in the middle he's, of nowhere. He's in the middle of. He has a ship that he can sleep in. Yeah. Why the fuck does he need lodging? I know. He can fly anywhere on the goddamn planet and just live there. I know. I feel like he's got more square footage in that ship than like a trucker would. In oh, his definitely. Yeah. Truck and they've got beds. Seriously. I'm sure like he's got like a bed that he can chill out. And... He did. Yeah. It's, it's it's right next to the toilet. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. So and he doesn't have any bounties right now, so he has like that whole back area to himself. He could. And I was curious why he didn't just take the ship there. Like, why'd they, like, take a boat? I have no goddamn clue. He's like, oh, I'll just fly my ship there. So I'm thinking maybe he just wanted to lay low. Yeah, and probably. Not attract attention by flying That's probably ship it. Around. So but. he gets there, and they, they say, hey, can you solve our problem for us? And, uh, or does he... Well, yeah, they go and figure it out. He does, like, a little bit of tracking. Yeah. And finds out that they had a ATSD. Well, no, no, see, he, he gets the chick first. I'm not sure. Ah, shit. I, I see. I watched this the other day, and now I'm. I, yeah, they I go to. Get, they leave together. Him they and leave. The chick. Yeah, they yeah. leave to get. No, they leave to the village, the village first. Go, yeah. And then he goes and gets the chick after he learns that he needs more people. Oh, and then they go tracking. Then they go tracking, and then they see the ATST <laughs> yeah. uh, tracks, and they actually make that ATST kind of a threat in this one. Yeah. It's because like in uh, Jedi, it's like they're they're taken out by teddy bears. That is a sad day for the Empire, honestly. Yeah, but not a sad day. For um, Ewok, oh Ewok sales, now. oh yeah. Ewok Let me... action figure sales. Oh yeah, they're it's like they're, seriously, they're on par with any stormtrooper apparently. So it's like you know, it's you could just get a regular teddy bear, or you can get the teddy bear that took down that the murders force, and it will eat you, or it took down the empire. Well, what do you want? It was supposed to be Wookies at first, but that apparently that that was that costume to, budget was too much. It's easier to find midgets than it is to find um, tall people. Yes, like people in the NBA who are willing to put on. Sorry, uh, little people. Yeah, whatever. Just in case, yeah, just in <laughs> just, case this ends up at, just on in Earth case later. Someone's like, yeah. But yeah, but also like making a, a shag suit for like three hundred people is probably way more expensive than making fuzzy suits for like fifty like midgets or little people how, whatever little you people. want to call it. you know what I, I feel like they were even shorter than um little people i feel like they were dwarves they might they might have been children yeah i think they could have been children but i think they were they had like the the proportions of like a, a little person i guess so yeah but like a smaller than normal little person i have no idea okay here let's find out did midgets play ewoks in return of the jedi That. Well, series useless. There's no way we can know. We'll come back in the next episode. Yeah. We'll... Oh, cool. He's also yeah. He's also in Solo. Um, what was it? Uh, he was also in Harry Potter. He was. Yeah, he was the. Uh... Professor. 
Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, he was the the professor with the with Professor Pointy Nose. Yeah, I think. Oh, Wingardium a... Leviosa. Yeah, I don't know what he was. He's... What little animal is? What was his species in? Harry Potter. Samantha. This is good pod. He's like an elf. He's okay. probably like an elf. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they take down. Well, uh, it's a little well, bit harder. It's a little more threatening. Yeah, and this one is way more threatening. Uh, so yeah, basically, at first they're like, "You got to move," and they're like, "We're not moving." And he's like, "Seriously, you got to move." It's like, "And we're not moving." And basically, they cave in and are like, "Okay, we're going to teach you to fight." Oh, it trains them all. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pretty standard montage. That that's a little less westerny. Actually, it was kind of like uh, what was it, the Magnificent Seven. Hmm. The newer oh, one with um, Denzel Washington. I never saw that one. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but basically, he teaches them stick fighting, apparently. Hmm. And uh, they just disperse some blasters. And they dig a trap for this thing. I know there's a scene like that in Army of Darkness as well. Yeah, it's basically Army of Darkness style scene. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I think it's the weakest part of that movie. You mean that... You mean uh, that... Sh- uh, no, of, the, of this episode, sorry. Yeah. And uh, so they go to the, the orc, the space orc camp... They're basically nameless, like, cannon fodder for them to kill. And they have this really cool purple glowy drink that I want to drink. Seriously, it looks like a, it's like a, it's like a drink at a bar on, like, the strip. Yeah, it might be poison for humans, yeah. but. I want to give it a shot, like blue milk. Yeah, I Blue know. milk it's... could be poison, you don't know. Yeah, blue milk. It's, it's it blue drink. It does the body good. Yeah, blue to... drink. It's, it's... I like the face that uh, <laughs> Luke Skywalker does when he drinks it right from that. Oh, yeah, from the he teeth. He drinks it and he's like. It's like boiling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, he's... Yeah. Wait, in case you're wondering if uh, Star Wars has lost a touch, the answer is yes. At no point were they in any of the of the good Star Wars movies like, mmm, blue milk, delish. Mm. Yeah. Seriously, at the end of that, it could have been a freeze frame, and it could have been blue milk, get yours today. <laughs> Little jingle. Makes me want to go to uh, the Star Wars land at Disneyland and see if they have that blue milk. They probably one. do. They definitely have. If they don't have blue milk, they're leaving money on the table. Yeah. Okay, so they, they go there and find this, like, blue drink that the guy was drinking purple like, drink yeah yeah i'm betting it's made because they went and stole those uh blue shrimp i'm uh, betting they make the blue drink out of the blue shrimp oh maybe and they blow up their blue drink dispensary it's it basically it's a microbrewery <laughs> they're making craft beer on that planet and they sell it off world at coruscant at like absorbent prices and then they uh they raid villages for like food and stuff yeah for like that and... or for the the krill that they use to make the blue drink. Uh, yeah maybe it's a it's a whole ecosystem yeah. There's a pretty good fight scene where they're like, you know, they 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 come in waves, like in any good action movie. Yeah. Where the good guys need to win. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, two guys, up, oh, two more guys, up, oh, three guys. Yeah. And uh, basically, they shoot their way out of the wall, and it, the whole thing blows up. And then they're like, did we get their attention? And I've never seen like a walker with red eyes. Mm-hmm. And that I think that kind of goes a long way to make it look kind of threatening. Yeah, and it looked it moved like stop and go too. It was yeah, weird. It was, it, well, because it still has to be kind of janky. Yeah, it looked like the stop and go because, like, um, the original trilogy. Yeah. They use stop and go animation. Yeah, I think to, so. Like animate. Like, yeah. The walkers before CGI, right? So it was like frame by frame movement. So it's still, yeah, it's still a little hanky in its movement. Yeah. And, I and think that's they how kept, that one moved. Yeah, it, it kept it, that movement even so though I, it was CGI. I think I think it was true to form, and it was it it moved. I could buy it moved like that. Mm-hmm. And so basically, they lure it in, and they have this big final conflict, and it's. I don't know. I think that that wasn't the, it wasn't the weakest part of the movie, but it, you know, you know where it's going at that point. It was slightly like anticlimactic, and this is why because they set up the plan. Yeah, they're like, we're gonna make it walk into the water, and then when it falls into the water, we'll be able to defeat it, right? Yeah. Basically, they wanted it to 
because they they figured that's what it was its weakness was. Well, yeah, that's that's usually how you trip. But that then up. when it goes there, it's like it doesn't. It sees if there's water there, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Fuck, it's not walking any further. We have to get it to like walk into the water." Yeah, I'm sitting there like, why so, wouldn't they? It's got cannons. I wouldn't move any closer than the than the pits. I know it could have just blew everyone. It could have just shot at everyone. Yeah, that's it just shot up the whole village from village from. I would have I would have liked it if like the the shock trooper like I think she was on Endor honestly. Uh, if she said, "Oh yeah, I know a way to take it out," and they had to lead it into like one of those like dual like log traps or something like that. Yeah, but then uh, their plan goes as planned. Basically, yeah. Usually, I'm, just I'm used to them like doing a little twist, like, "Oh, we got to do something else." Right. Basically, but no, the, it like falls into the thing, and then they shoot at it. And it, yeah, he he slaps a, a charge on it, and it blows up. Yeah. And he walk he he flies off stoically at the end, but not before a couple of things we we skipped over. Um, we learn what the Mandalorian's religion about moving the helmet is. Oh, yeah. Like, he can remove it, but he can never put it back on in front of somebody. Uh-huh. So if he's alone, he can take it off. But then he takes it off, like, when he's eating lunch in front of, like, a bunch of kids. Looking out the window. Yeah, basically. So if any of those kids had looked, looked over, up. they would have seen him. It's like, well, you can never put that on again. <laughs> Millions of dollars in armor, gone. <laughs> like, dude. For a guy who's, like, who hasn't, like, no one's seen his face in, like, what 20 years he's kind of flippant about taking his helmet off maybe he knows the kids won't rat him out i don't know yeah i don't know or maybe it was just like really dark in there and he's like oh if it's light out there and it's dark in here <laughs> yeah, they he, can't see yes that's the thing you learn as a mandalorian how lighting like affects everything <laughs> contrast you know he learns about contrast he's like yeah it's safe trust me viewers it's, it's super good don't worry about i it. looked in here they would they wouldn't be able to make up my specific features yeah, there's got to be some some point of delineation. I don't know. If they can pick you out of a lineup, it's done. Yeah. And he explains this to like the chick um, who uh, that there was, was nice very, to him. There was very G-rated sexual tension between. There was. Them. It's like you can take off, you can be here, and she's like lifting his helmet. He's like, but then he stops her before it picks up. Yeah, it was very, it was very Disney. Yeah, he's like, this is no life. He's about to leave like the Yoda baby. I knew he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. But he was trying to leave the Yoda baby at the village. And I was like, there's no That's way. That's after the fight. But I wanted to get to... Oh, yeah. Uh, what was I going to get to? Oh, so they train, yeah. like, all of these, like, you know, farmers. These yokels. These, these krill farmers, right? Yeah. To to be warriors, right? Yeah. To battle in combat. And I thought, like, okay, so they're they're fighting all these, like, you know, raiders, right? Yeah. What, what's their species? I don't know what they're called. They, they don't say. Like, uh, dog-faced guys right. or whatever. But then, like, um, I'm thinking, like... They can't really. I feel like they have the the exact amount of farmers they need to make that village run. If any of those people died in that battle, seriously, there's like twenty. Their of them next total. crop is going to be a lot less. Yeah, they're not going to be able to feed their families. Yeah, because they need that much farmers. So it's well, like yeah, none of them died. I think they never showed any. They didn't show anyone dying. Yeah, so I was, <laughs> I was thinking if anyone died, one, like, yeah, one stray bolt from a blaster, and it's like everything's done like oh that was our village healer we're fucked <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> it's like, what do we do i don't know i mean i like I, the idea is like oh you, they're they're truly people cowards. are being able to stand up for themselves yeah they're and you know you, you're more than just like this rice paddy farmer or yeah. whatever you can but then i feel like in a village like that like everybody has their role and if anyone dies like you know their village could be fucked and it could be a snowball effect that you're right ends to that village just disappearing and that people dying out Anyway, that's true. I, uh, I kind of thought something like that. Like, boy, if one person dies, that's going to be a real hit to the community. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. No, no one died. Uh, 
anyway, so at the very end, basically, um, you see a, a bounty hunter with it was one of those long nose ones. Yeah. That ratted out Han Solo in um oh, so in that A New Hope. Back. Yeah. Well, it's one of those, not that specific guy, but one mm-hmm. of those guys. Mm-hmm. He's got a fob, and he's take he's like doing the sniper thing where he's like adjusting his uh his scope <laughs> and zooming in on Yoda baby. Uh-huh. And, he, and that's when the Mandalorian's like, hey, listen, uh, you need to take this baby off my hands. I'm too badass to have a baby with me. Yeah. And I think he would like a life here better. He seems happy. Yeah. And so it's like the second fake out with the Yoda baby where you hear a blaster go off. Yeah. <laughs> and basically you see and like... And then it cuts to the Yoda baby like kind of like falling back a little bit. Did you, I, did you I think it was that? like freaking out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like, basically, oh, shit, he got shot. But w- once I didn't see a big scorch, a quarter-sized scorch mark in his chest, I knew that he wasn't dead. Yeah. And basically, the the bounty hunter falls down, and uh, the uh, the shock troopers there. Somehow, it, he she knew. Mm-hmm. That's what I want is how did she know to go over there to the tree line, a half a mile away? <laughs> I know. And keep an eye out for bounty hunters. And she was able to sneak up behind like a preci- a precision, a professional like bounty hunter. Yeah. He's like a he's like a sniper. Yeah, seriously. You think he would be like really like their job is stealth, you know, in tune with his environment. He's like, okay, no one's around. Yeah, he'd be I listening. No one's around. No one's around. Well, he, right. he's shooting. He's shooting from like a half mile away from a standing position. He should be laying down with yeah. a bipod. Yeah. But he's a I don't know. Maybe they never maybe they never learned these skills in in this well, yeah. universe. Well, I guess I guess not. They're not, none of them are soldiers. Truly, maybe some yeah. of them are, but most of them are just like. Like scumbags who picked up a gun. Yeah. So basically, he sees the fob and he realizes, "Oh shit, I got to keep moving." It's like they know we're here, and I've, and the fobs still work. So you gotta, he has to kill every single. He has to murder everyone in the universe. Basically, <laughs> I have no idea what the. What, I'm looking forward to it, but I don't have no idea what what the end scenario is for this. Yeah. So that pretty much sets up like that. Both the Mandalorian and the Yoda baby have to always be on the run for basically yeah, and getting the rest into new adventures. Lives. Yeah, so it's, it's setting up kind of like a Star Trek thing where they go somewhere new and do something new all the time. And us, the viewer, won't be like pissed off at like the Mandalorian for like why is he putting this baby in danger? Yeah, all the time? he has to be there. <laughs> it's the like, perfect setup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one more thing I want to talk about. This is kind of um, uh, kind of a meta thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anita Sarkeesian was asking just before this episode. Where where Who's where are all the females? Uh, she's uh she did the feminist frequency, oh. uh, tropes versus women in video games. I think she's the one who talks about like the girlfriend in the freezer trope. Yes, and uh, so basically, and that was actually a decent video. And this mm. was before she got like hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and then mm. didn't do any more of her videos. Yeah, but she like was tweeting out like where are all those? Like first of all, she asked, uh, was there no uh, female speaking character in the first episode? There was, and there was, and yeah. the internet kind of uh unloaded on her. <laughs> It's like she watched it like, you know, you might watch uh, like an episode of like Firefly you've already seen while uh-huh. you do something else, apparently. Yeah. Because like that, like, that was a big part of this of that sh- of that first episode. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm folding folding laundry or like, you know, I'm, and you'll I'm miss ordering things. something online or something. You but know? if you're going to be a professional like uh, I know. <laughs> like commentator on media, you, you think you'd give it a good watch. Like I watched those episodes with popcorn. And you know what? It's not easy to tell that that was a woman, though. You kind of at first I was like, "Is that a woman?" Well, I knew I knew because she had a breast, like she had breasts and also a woman's voice. Yeah, but it could have been a dude's voice, and it could have just been like a buff dude with a big chest. You know, I do not read that at all. <laughs> You're giving her a lot of credit there. <laughs> like I knew that was a woman immediately. Yeah, she's definitely meant to be a woman, and she looks like a woman, especially when you look at her chest. But. 
And she had like kind of a woman's uh, butt too. She yeah. Had kind of like a woman's shape. Yep. So, so uh, I don't know. She, yeah, she kind of like, she may have been like making dinner while she watched it from across the room. Yeah. I have no idea. And later on, she's like, where are all, like, I knew this was going to happen basically. It's the only way a statement like that could go on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's like, where are all the women characters? And in that episode, the next one is the, the, yeah. the shock trooper who beats the shit out of the Mandalorian. And you have like two strong female characters. Yeah, pretty in that much. Episode. And so I, I don't know. Like, what, I don't know why you make those statements like to a show that's not coming out in a binge format. Because yeah. if it all came out like Netflix does it, and there were no women, then you got something. But yeah. it, since you have to watch it piecemeal, and it's a very specific storyline, mm-hmm. I think that judgment was a little um, a hammer in search of a nail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're a hammer, everything's a nail to you. Yeah, it's like, well, it's been three episodes, and there isn't like... Also, that's the thing I don't understand. is like, of the, like, what, the last five Star Wars movies, four of them are going to be female-led. Yeah. It's like the main trilogy and um, uh, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. It's like, there's a lot of female representation. Yeah. Like, Westerns don't have a lot of women, so I'm willing to give this a pass, honestly. She needs to go to uh, Watchmen. Wait, no, Watchmen's doing good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Watchmen's got, like, lots of fem- So, you think Disney uh, is going to sit there and not, like, take into account in a cold and cynical fashion everyone's representation? Where's the... <laughs> I know. It's like, they have an algorithm for this shit. <laughs> Where's the sausage fest that she could watch? Yeah, seriously. Uh, I don't know, like, uh... What's out now? Seriously, look, I... Nothing. Everything has to be peace, especially when you're talking about uh, big name Hollywood like blockbusters and really notable properties. Mm-hmm. You can't like set yourself up for that sort of uh, indictment. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think Dun- oh, was it 1776 or 1870? That new World War One movie coming out. That's going to have a lot of twos. Yeah. But it's a period piece, so I don't know if it counts the same. All right, listen. We've been going yep. for 50 minutes right now. That's it. Yes. So we thank you for training into the Transmit Podcast. The Mandalorian special. <laughs> Mandalorian special. I haven't released the first one, so I'm going to release that one tonight. Yeah. And then release this one at the regular time. All right, so thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. All right. See ya.